ready for a new episode of KP Talks Dollars and Cents. Learn financial literacy and get real-time updates on all things housing, finance, and real estate with your host, Kevin Perenio. As an owner and C-level executive for 20-plus years in finance, KP is here to serve you with all of his knowledge and experience. Whether you're a broker, realtor, or just interested in the economy, this is the podcast for you. So let's get started. Here's your host, Kevin Perenio. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Corona, California. Tis the season. Is a Santa Claus rally coming to town? I know what is coming to town. My three-and-a-half-year-old daughter getting me sick. So before my throat gets worse, I'm trying to get this video in a little early. It's only 5.30 on the West Coast. Usually I do it like around 11.30 or 12 tonight, but we're going to get cracking for you. Huge, huge news week. I think uh, I saw Mortgage News Daily. They had a headline on one article today. It said, uh, Mortgage Industry Braces for Impact. So we've got tons of news coming out, which will impact mortgage rates. It will impact the stock market. It'll impact all kinds of stuff. So before we get into that, I just want to say I am not responsible for your losses, only your profits. We're going to get into some uh, stock tips here in a little bit because a Santa Claus rally may have started today. It may end tomorrow, and it may go on until, I don't know, maybe next Friday. Who knows? But uh, I'm not a financial advisor, so we'll talk a little bit about uh, some trades that I did because some people seem to be interested in, in the gambling habits that I have for my, my trading. Uh, I'll give you a little tease. I did a strangle on the S&P this morning. Okay, so uh, stocks and bonds are going up and down. We've got this whole Santa Claus rally that we're talking about, but so much is predicated on the Fed and everything that they're going to do. And, of course, they're fighting inflation. And inflation has a huge print that comes out tomorrow, the Consumer Price Index. Massive, massive report, right? What are the prices of goods and services that consumers pay? Now, this is a little bit of a lagging report, right? So it's different than um, what they call the Fed's uh, preferred inflation measure, the uh, personal consumption expenditures. What are we spending in real time? Or is this the prices on average that uh, consumers pay? Like, for example, health insurance is taken like one time a year, and that reading is for the whole year within the CPI. It's like this weird number, the way they do it. And then we know that you know, we're seeing new leases on rentals. We're seeing the prices come down, but the way the rental component uh, within the CPI, you know, it's kind of based on 12 months of data. So it's a lag effect. It's not like in real time. We know rent is coming down. We know home prices have been coming down since May. But the way this report reads, it's lagging. Well, we've had a lot of months now, so we're going to see some lags here. And remember, it's an index, and so any indices... Um, takes 12 different data points, monthly data points, takes last year's November read, throws it out, and puts in this year's November read. So last year's number was a big number. It was like half a percent uh, in November of 21. So the November CPI tomorrow morning should come in a little lower than that. It's expected to come in lower than that, you know, 0.3 uh, or 0.2, depending on which uh, report you read. And so we'll see what it comes in at. Could come in even lower than that, could stay even, who knows. I promise you the Fed and the Open Market Committee has already seen this data. And they are about to start their Open Market Committee meeting for the next two days. Then they read their statement at the end of the meeting on Wednesday. And then after reading the statement, Chair Powell will come out and answer questions in a Q&A, which is supposedly unscripted. Um, I think it is, but there's a little streak of conspiracy theorists who thinks that 
maybe he knows what they're going to say because he always has like notes in front of him. Anyway, I digress. Okay, by the way, last week on the KP Talk Dollars and Cents, we filmed our best video yet. I'm proud of it. I shouldn't say proud because I know pride is a deadly sin. But I hope you like it. Um, I'll post the link below. It was off-site at that housing project uh, in Culver City that I've been giving this LinkedIn community updates on. And then we filmed some more content today um, from my house in my neighborhood. Remember how we used to do the KP Walks? So that one should come out next week. So please, please, please like, subscribe below to my YouTube channel. There's only like 200 of you that have done it. Come on, there's like 10,000 people who watch my videos on Mondays. Like, go to the YouTube link, subscribe, watch the video. They're fun, it's cool. I know you're bored, it's a little slow right now in December, so please do that. Okay, so what's some data that's been coming out that the Fed is thinking about now that they're data dependent that has to do with uh, you know, inflation or um, housing or all this kind of stuff? One thing I thought was interesting that no one's really talking about is the Q3 GDP. Now, that number was revised on November 30th, and I uh, pulled up that email. It was revised higher to 2.9% to 2.6%. Remember, the old school technical de uh, definition of a recession is two negative GDP quarters in a row. Well, we haven't had that. Uh, not with that positive of a GDP read. Now, we did in Q1 and Q2, but then it was like, well, it was kind of negative because of trade, a trade imbalance, and it's kind of positive because of trade. So we don't really know which way it is, right? So we're going to find out uh, a year from now from the Economic Review Board whether we were in a recession or not, or whether next year is a recession. But no matter what, we may be seeing a little Santa Claus rally in the next couple days, right? The market has been generally bearish, right? It's a bearish trend for the stock market to come down. So one of the indices in the stock market is the S&P 500 index. I like to trade the SPX. It is an actual, um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a tool you can trade in your trading account. And so we've been in this little range between 2,800 and 4,100. Um, you know, maybe that range is compressing down. You know, maybe it won't quite get to 4,100. Maybe it's 4,050 now. You know, we're in a bear market cycle. So markets have been coming down. So you see markets coming down. You see the trend to continue to come down. Will it continue to come down? Maybe not for the rest of this month. But here are some interesting seasonal trends. December is generally a very good month for the stock market, especially the second half of it. So what's going to launch that end-of-year potential Santa Claus rally? If the market has been bearish, and we know our CME tool that we look at all the time, um, you can go to cmegroup.com, and you can look up, you know, slash market, slash interest rates, and you can see what the Fed future rate, uh, you know, outlook is. So everyone thinks it's going to be like a 73.5% chance today, as I'm recording this, that there'll be a 50 basis point rate hike announced on Wednesday, and only a 26.5% chance that it will be uh, 75 basis points. Now, you look at February in that same target, and they say, hey, we're going to have a 51% chance in February 1st of another 50 basis. So 50 and 50 is the conventional wisdom as of today. Tonight, tomorrow in the morning after the CPI comes out, could change and then change again, both dramatically, by the way, depending on what the Fed says and what the CPI says. That could kick off a rally. So what are we looking for in the Fed statement? Nominal GDP, uh, terminal interest, nominal rate, terminal rate, sufficiently restrictive. Will the doves come out, right? Doves and hawks, right? As jobs continue to get lost, which they are being lost. We see the weekly jobless claims rising. We see in the headline, white-collar jobs, especially in the tech sector, being lost. They're not showing up in the jobs reports yet because maybe they're getting, you know, some kind of um, 
you know, compensation or severance. So until they are making no money and claim to be jobless, maybe it's not showing up in the data, even though it's being counted. And certainly people at the Fed have better data than we do. So if the doves, which by the way, the board of the federal, the voting members of the Fed changes next month. This is the last vote for this existing board. And we know that the makeup of the board matters. They tend to get more dovish next year because the Biden administration has put uh, more of its people in. It was kind of a trade-off. Remember when we were talking about whether Jerome Powell will get renominated again to be the chairman? The trade-off was like, okay, he got in there instead of Lyle Brainerd, who is more dovish, but then the Biden administration gets to put their members in there for the board that are voting members, right? So you can see the makeup change. So maybe it gets more dovish when there are more jobs uh, lost and they start to crack the doves, then maybe we'll see uh, a pause. Maybe we don't see a rate hike in February 1st, maybe only 25. And then we have another meeting March 22nd after that. I think, again, that rates will continue to trend down. And then, of course, all, all this talk of inflation will roll over into recession. Is it a soft landing? Or are we going to be saying, is it going to be a soft recession? Like the landing isn't going to be soft because people are saying conventional wisdom, it is a recession. Will it be a mild recession? So now instead of soft landing, we'll be saying soft recession. So much going on. By the way, price action still matters. We're talking about home prices. And of course, we've got higher conforming loan amounts. We've got rates coming down. Home prices have been coming down. And if that new spring purchase season seasonality comes on the market and that wave of demographic, that demand first-time home buyers, it gets a little less expensive for them to come in. You know what? Price matters. And we could see a little bit of a kickoff going into next year. Um, I saw this crazy report talking about 11 states since 2019 actually saw their home ownership rate drop, including California. You know why? Because the top 11 states that saw their home ownership rate increase, right? Like West Virginia is like 78% home ownership rate. It's because there's a 40% gap between their prices of the cheapest and the most expensive markets. Price matters, rates are coming down, home prices have been coming down, and that matters to get people off the shelf. Let's get ready to go into next year. Good luck with all the big data this week. Cheers. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Newport Beach. Live at the boat parade. So I'll give you a little scenery, some fun stuff here, something that goes on once a year. It lasts about 10 days. We kicked off last night. There's all these pretty boats, y'all get lights on them and get decorated. There you go. Looks like a little frosty action. We're here at the uh, Balboa Bay Resort and um, it's kind of a good little spot here in the in the middle of the uh, intercoastal. And uh, we had a huge week this week, so we're going to talk about it. Um, I'm going to be that guy walking around doing work stuff while everyone's watching boats and boozing. Um, I'm off today, but you're never off, especially when you try and get your video out every Monday and Thursday night. And I had like three seminars today and seven phone calls and a million emails, so... No days off for all of our crew out there working in this business. It's too crazy. Um, so the Fed spoke, and the Fed broke the market. So we had a good CPI print that came out, basically said inflation is um, still rolling over. So we saw less inflation for the consumer price index. 
But then the Fed spoke and um, tried to be very hawkish in his comments and his tone. But I'm not sure that the bond market bought it. So I don't think that they're buying it. The 10-year didn't really move too, too much. It did for the CPI print, came down, but not too much when the Fed spoke. And I think that's an important sign, right? I mean, it was 50 basis points, not 75 basis points. That's a big difference. The dot plot, every other Fed meeting, they release that dot plot, and they show where all the voting members think the terminal rate's going to be. So I know he was talking about it being over 50 basis points. Excuse me, over five points. So that means, you know, the Fed funds rate would be 5% or more based on what he was talking but the actual dots and where they voted, there was a 70 basis point spread amongst the voting members. Why is that important? It means the consensus is eroding. It means that they are not aligned. They are not aligned. Oh, you hear the horn? Here we go, let's get some more. Some more boats. Here we go. It's crazy. They say it's better to have a boat with a friend than have a boat. Uh, I had one before the crash in uh, 07. In 08, and um, it was a yacht. And if I was to ever write a book about my life, I would say I would not, I I should not have bought the yacht. So that's my advice. Hopefully everyone's saved. Um, anyway, so the 70 basis point spread and the difference between all the voting members means that there's not a consensus. And we've been talking about doves and hawks um, on the Fed board. And if there's no consensus on the board, and they can't find a way to tackle inflation in a united front. Quantitative tightening is almost done. And, um, you know, this is what's interesting. The labor market is tight and strong and needs to be broken. And we keep hearing that over and over and over. We've got to go into recession. And um, i got to give a hat tip, you know, to Barry Habib and Dan Habib. Um, I even talked to them earlier tonight. You know, they talk about some of the things that you see in that report, like, for example, the birth-death ratio. You know, there's ways for that data to be kind of manipulated. And so when I was talking to them, I was just just totally blown away. I mean, these guys, they're just getting back from Cleveland Clinic with Dr. Royzen and getting their health checked, and thank God they're super healthy. Um, these guys are so connected. But I told them about an article, uh, and I can't wait to hear their breakdown if they read it. Uh, one of my top uh, correspondent uh uh, colleagues, a gentleman named uh, Ernest Terry. Oh, look at this. They're shooting flames over there. That's kind of cool. I can actually feel that heat from here. That's how hot it is. Anyway, um, Ernest Terry is a correspondent account executive, one of my coworkers and colleagues, and he sent me this article from Zero Hedge talking about how overinflated the housing, uh, excuse me, the job data is year to date. So the Billy Fed uh, index comes out, the manufacturing index. You know, there's all these different, you know, there's a Philly Fed, Kansas City Fed, you know, Chicago Fed, Dallas Fed. They all talk to each other and they do have their own data for their, each of their regions. They get together and they collaborate on that data and they compile it and they go, hey, here's where we're at. Well, it's not just the Bureau of Labor Statistics that does the, the jobs report. The Philly Fed and all the Fed regions, they do their own jobs report in their regions. The Philly Fed about six months after a quarter is over, publishes where they think jobs are at. Now, this is interesting. So for like March, April, and May, they have 350,000 jobs less 
jobs reported in the BLS. You know, the big, like, jobs report we do every month, like the March report, the May report, you know? So, um, the March, April, May report. So, this article on Zero Hedge that Ernest sent me starts talking about, like, the birth-death ratio and this and that. Bottom line, they think there could be as much as 2.7 million jobs overinflated in the jobs reports. I mean, that is absolute earth-shattering news. Why are we raising 75 basis points last month and 50? You know, why didn't this come out earlier in the year? So this is a Zero Hedge article. It's a website called Zero Hedge. Um, you know, I, I, people much smarter than me, like Barry and, and Dan, are going to break it down, hopefully. Uh, but it is amazing to think that the lag in the jobs data is so inaccurate to where we are. And the Fed is still using lagging data to set monetary policy. I mean, obviously, we know they were late on the inflation game. Are they late? Uh, I'm saying it was transitory before they got started. Are they now late again using jobs data that's not up to par? I mean, we all feel in this business, tons of jobs being lost. ADP report, you know, as they say on, uh, you know, MBS Highway, that one's probably a little more accurate. There's a huge discrepancy. So is it going to come out in the wash here in the next couple months? And then we look back and go, oh, yeah, we were in recession all along. <clears throat> one more thing I'll bring up. The term rolling recession is something that's been coming up. And um, a rolling recession could be something that we're in where different segments of the economy are in recession and roll, like energy or goods, and then services will be next year. So different you know, uh, segments of our economy could be rolling recessions where they all, you know, it's not like the pandemic where, boom, at the flip of a switch, we just shut down the entire economy and it all went down. They're doing the Cupid Shuffle. I don't know if you could hear it. It's like my favorite song for anyone that knows it. Anyway, so we're going to watch the data come out. Rates are getting better, everyone. Rates are getting better. When rates get better, we get more business. But thinking about the last couple months, it's about to get good again. Rates are going down. When rates go down, business goes up. Rates go down, business goes up. They're going down. Let's go. It's spring purchase season. Get ready. Cheers. You've been listening to KP Talks Dollars and Cents, a top-rated show for those who want to learn about the economy and mortgage environment. Tune in each week for more episodes, and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Kevin Perenio does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through KP Talks Dollars and Cents. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. For more info, follow KP Talks Dollars and Cents on all of our social channels.